first day of the rest of our lives podcast. A podcast where we are always looking forward to tomorrow when we can start our new plans for the first day of the rest of our lives. Today, we have a special guest, Kevin Spangler from BoomerTours.com. If you want to contact the show, email us, firstdaypod at protonmail.com. Now settle in as Mike and Leanne bring you a highly entertaining episode where we're going to learn all about Kevin Spangler and his 100 Reasons. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first day of the Rest of Our Lives podcast. I am Michael Gobier. I'm here with my darling girlfriend, co-host, Leanne. Hello. Hi. And today on the show, we have a special guest. It's our second guest in a row. We're very excited to have him aboard. Ladies and gentlemen, meet Kevin Spangler. Kevin, how are you? Fantastic. Beautiful day out here in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It really is. Just my type of weather today. I'm loving it. So we are the first day of the rest of our lives podcast. You can find us at First Day Pod on Instagram. That's our main area. We're also on Twitter, First Day Pod. And you can email the show if you hear anything today that you're curious about. First Day Pod at protonmail.com. So today we're going to talk with Kevin about just a host of issues. We are going to keep it pretty free form. We'll see where it goes. And Kevin is a very honest and very genuine dude from what I gather. So we're just going to start it right off. Kevin, you know, who are you? How, how, did, you, how did you get here at this point? What, what, is, what should people know about you? If they don't know anything about Kevin Spangler, what should they know about you? Well, I'll just go with the story that I, kind of the basic story. I was homeless four years ago when I started a company called Boober Tours. And uh, before that, I was in and out of jail, addicted to drugs and alcohol. And uh, I got my fifth DUI and third resisting arrest right when I found I was having a son. Oh, man. And uh, that's pretty hefty. They consider you a violent person if you've resisted arrest that many times and fifth DUI they fear you're going to kill somebody on the road so they want to lock you up for a long time and I was in Lenaway County which is one of the strictest counties to get in trouble in because I've already been got the same offenses in the same county and I've already done a couple years so this time I'm looking at eight years in prison and uh, at this point I made a commitment to never get in trouble again so I could be a positive role model for my son. But I also made a commitment because they only gave me six months, no probation. So I made a commitment to help as many people as possible. And how I was able to transform eight years into six months, no probation was I learned how to forgive. I knew how to forgive in the past, but a lot of times you hold on to resentment where you don't want to forgive because you feel like they've done you so wrong. Well, this last time in jail, I forgave everybody in my case, the public defender, the prosecutor, the judge, the court stenographer, the police involved in the case, everyone, including the court system. Wow. And I also went one step farther for everybody I forgave is I also prayed and chanted and sent as much loving, positive energy also to their friends and family to be happy, healthy, and wealthy. And I just believe when you totally forgive, you raise your vibration to a new reality. And when you raise your vibration to a new reality, you, you 
make the impossible possible. So I made a commitment, got out of jail with a new determination, saved up all my money working four jobs to get my first pedicab. And now I own 21 pedicabs and create second chance jobs for people in recovery. That's amazing. That's so fascinating. Kevin, I've got to ask you though, <clears throat> how do you get to that point? Like, where do you even, where does that thought even come that I need to forgive everybody? Like, I wouldn't think that if all this is happening to you, that just comes naturally or does it? Uh, back in 2007, I've been chanting on and off since I was 15 years old. So I chant a Buddhist mantra, Nam Yo Ho Renge Kyo which means devotion to the mystic law through cause and effect through sound and vibration. And what that translation means to me is the energy you put in the universe is the energy you get back and you can't lie to the universe. So back, so through this Buddhist practice in 2007, I was in a Buddhist meeting and they talked about forgiveness. And that was when I was introduced to what forgiveness can do. And I was like, I can never forgive my father. Well, over a period of time, I in and out of jail, you know, you always think about things. Mm -hmm. So I've always forgiven, but I also had not, I always go back again against the forgiveness because when you raise your vibration, you're, for, you're forgiving. But when you lower your vibration, you start to take resentment. Like the reason why you're in the situation is because of that person, because of yourself, family members, uh, friends, they're yeah. keeping you into this resentment. And uh, so this last time I went, went to jail, I always heard, my aunt always told me, you can't build a house on top of a faulty foundation. Your mm -hmm. building will surely crumble. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize exactly what that meant until it just sunk in to me one day when I've done all this research about brain reprogramming. And I learned our subconscious brain is our foundation and so i created this program called the hundred reasons and i'll get to that and do a little bit yeah and so the hundred reasons is our you're programming our subconscious brain and then our house that we build is another program i created called the royal road and it's a visual timeline of our goals mm. so i'll give a detail some details on the hundred reasons great it's a hundred reasons why drugs, alcohol, and cigarettes are bad and any other things you might be addicted and a hundred reasons how your life will be without them. What that does is it utilizes a pain pleasure principle linking massive pain to using and massive pleasure to the things you're going to have. And sometimes it gets a little difficult after 20 reasons, but after 20 reasons, you're building these new neural connectors for making, for making decision. And as you're going out through your life, you, your 95% of your brain decision-making is based on your program. So if you've been using drugs for 15 years, you programmed your brain to use drugs and alcohol for 15 years. Absolutely. So when you understand that your subconscious brain makes decisions in an instant, now I made overcoming drugs and alcohol easy because we used to believe it was hard. But now, you, now we know the exact reason why we make decisions now we can work on that aspect. So I created this program to work with all programs, Alcoholics Anonymous, long-term recovery, any form of recovery that people are going through. This is the actual act of how do we reprogram our brain to never use again. 
So this is something that takes 33 days to complete because you're creating new habits through habituation because you've been creating a habit for 15 years. Now we have to build the neural connectors. And then when we write our list, we read our list five, 10, 15 times a day. If really? you have more time to read it, you read it as much as possible. Wow. That many so times in a day? As much as possible. You want to keep this in front of you because if you, it's now that you know how to overcome drugs and alcohol, now you have to reprogram the brain to never use again. And mm -hmm. how I know this works is I don't care to talk about drugs. People get in talking about the past. They start glorifying drugs. Yeah, I've been there, man. It's not even a conversation that I have with people. And I actually politely tell people this is conversations that I don't have because I've linked so much massive pain to drugs and alcohol that the feelings that I get because I link pain to using when I used to link pleasure to drugs and alcohol, wow. it starts hitting the, it starts hitting those neural connectors that it's not, I don't even like doing it anymore. I don't even like talking about it. Yeah. It brings you no pleasure at all. I don't get any pleasure from drugs and alcohol. And I, and my brain cycles through all the negativity in one second to make a decision that I'm not using drugs. Drugs is not a part of me anymore. And if you, if you knew who I was four or five years ago, you wouldn't even think that I'm the same person because I've actually changed who I am and the decisions that I make on a daily basis. Yeah. You're talking about a massive transformation here. Daily routine changing. And why exactly is it, is 33 days just an arbitrary number or is this what studies show? Is 30, it scientific? No, 33 is a, my favorite number. 21, 21 is how you re, how you establish a new habituation, mm. 21 days. And I just believe since, you know, we did drugs and alcohol for, for so long, we need to go a little bit extra harder to make sure this habit is actual a habit of being sober. That's fantastic. Mm. That's a great point. I know Leanne is fame. I mean, Leanne's brought up 21 days to me a lot, right? Mm -hmm. the yeah, I've, I've learned it. I've studied so much about transformation, uh, re human revolution, that a, a person that I studied a lot is Dr. Daniel G.A. Men. He wrote a book called Change Your Brain, Change Your Life. Huh. And then other books that I've read over the years is Awaken the Giant Within by Anthony Robbins. Mm -hmm. And Awaken to Your Life's Inner Purpose by Eckhart Tolle. Oh, there it is. I, that's Look a great that. book. Leanne just showed a copy of the Anthony Robbins book, by the way. So. It's an it's a powerful book, and I've I've in over the years, I didn't understand it. I was raised to be a dumb. I thought I was dumb and stupid my whole life, mm. until I started to realize. I said I I had this mantra that goes in my head. I am a genius, and I open my brain up to all the possibilities. I'm not saying that I'm a genius, but when you say I am the genius, you're, you're actually putting, you're bringing down the walls. When, yeah. we, we, when we think we're stupid, we run into an issue and then we turn around and stop and we fail. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't believe I'm a failure and I believe nothing can stop me and everything that I do, I believe I'm the best at. Oh my gosh. Even though I, this just the, I, I want to have no walls when I'm, trying to accomplish what I'm trying to accomplish. And I have extremely large goals 
for my Royal Road, which is the house that I'm building. And in my mind, I'm building a skyscraper. So, and so wow. you got to have you got to have a strong foundation if you're building a skyscraper. You bet. Can you just hang out with us every single day? <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's, it's funny when you say the 33 days, um, I actually thought that that was based on research because there was, I read a book, uh, the 5am club and they talked in there about how it used to be 21 days that that's what everybody said, but it actually, that's why everybody falls because you do need that extra time to get through it. And so they have like three phases. I think it's like 22 days, 44 days, and then 66 days. Like, so once yeah. you get to the 66 day, that's when it's finally like you're in it. But yeah. that 21 days, that next week is where everybody starts falling off. So it's brilliant that you just came up with a 33. Well, there's all, there's other things of three, three, all these numbers just keep on popping up in my head. Mm-hmm. And then there's just throughout period, there's lots of different parables. Mm-hmm. So I really don't know what the truth is, but I know the parables are stories to help us guide us through life. Mm-hmm. So some of it's just 33 has always popped up. Six, 66 has always popped up. Some mm-hmm. people say that's a bad number, but I believe all numbers are angelic. And mm-hmm. I think maybe... 66 and 666 could be hidden numbers that actually are super, super positive for people. And uh, I really don't know how I know all this or how I feel it, but I just, I see the numbers all the time. And when I see the numbers, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm on the right path. That's when I'm awesome. making decisions, I'm making decisions on the numbers that are around me. Yeah. Like, okay, you're on the right track. Yeah. But so the Royal Road is a, something that I created with my girlfriend, and uh, it's the visual timeline of your goals in the center of the. So you start off in the morning. We we all, this is also a program where we sit down and we put get you into a positive mindset, asking you what your positive words are and positive questions, and we we des, we develop a light cable for you. And the light cable is when you start your morning off, and the. Uh, it starts off with your positive words. So you want to get a, you want to get into a positive feeling before you write your design Mm -hmm. and your design is the new you. It's the new person that you want, that you want to, that you are and that you want to be. And you continue to read your new design until you become that person. Yes. Okay. So, and the Royal road is always changing because you're, you're having these goals Mm -hmm. on the sides of your road, which are billboards Mm-hmm. And every day when you wake up in the morning, you're reading these boards to attract them into your life. So back when I learned about Buddhism was I was 14, 15 years old. I was at a point where I wanted to kill myself. Mm. And then I decided I'm not going to kill myself. Thank you. I'm going to create, a, I'm going to create my own religion and it's called the ways and it's the way I am. And I'm the, I'm the only member of my religion. <laughs> so I want to join I, it. So a week later, my aunt came from California. I told her about it. She says, oh, that sounds exactly like Buddhism. So over a period of time, I studied Buddhism and traveled the country, learned about Buddhism. And you pray and you chant and you use a focal point, which is something called the Gohanzen. 
And uh, it's just something you chant to, to bring out your inner Buddha nature. So I ran, uh, started dating my girlfriend about a year and a half ago. And she, I had in my goal list, create a visual timeline for my goals. And, uh, I never completed that goal while I was in jail, but it was always in my goal list that I prayed and meditated and read my goals every single day. Well, when I met her, she started doing this therapy with people about the Royal road. And, uh, so I was like, Oh, I I could utilize that for the visual timeline. So Mm -hmm. we kind of mixed, we started brainstorming and we created this program, the Royal road. And it's, it's actually the ways it's the religion that I created for myself as when I was a child, but it's everybody's way. Everyone has their own spiritual practice. And Mm -hmm. as this it's, you don't have these guidelines like structures of spiritualities and religions and organizations. It's actually your own spiritual path that you're creating for yourself. And as you become a better person, you're actually raising your vibration to a new reality. So we're getting people to start these, write these goals down. And as you're working, you're raising your vibration, you're making things that are impossible, possible. So the top of the goal list is something called the beyond, beyond goals. Goals that you don't think are possible in this reality. But once you start tuning your reality to a higher vibration you make things possible that are possible hmm. so like just to explain to people you can some a doctor can tell you that you're never going to walk again but you tell you you start to become better you raise your vibration and eventually you walk again but you've raised your vibration to a new reality you've tuned to a new reality so i give i kind of explain it to people like that but my things that I'm working on, my 50-year plan is a self-governing society. You said 50? Five zero. Five zero. And okay. I have, I'm in development of a 300-year plan, which is the prophecy that will be the final chapter of the book that I'm writing called Rising Out of Depression and Going Up the Royal Road. Wow. So this is, this is the start of 111 books, and there will be many other things because I have to get the message out there as much as possible. There's also an app coming out and the app is a social media transportation advertising app that brings the community together. And it's all about positivity. If you post negativity on the app, it, it gets buried and no one will ever see it. Oh, that's amazing. It's the algorithms that when we, when we're going through social media, we are seeing negative things. We're skipping over. We think that we're skipping over them, but our, it's actually branding our subconscious brain, and we're actually being controlled by that imp- information subliminally. Yes, I've done a lot of studying and a lot of research on how to transform yourself. And when you figure out how to transform yourself, you can actually transform. People can use outside control to transform people how they want them to be. Sure. But I'm yeah. all about freedom. I'm all about bringing the community back. And this is everything that I've learned and study I've, I'm using for the 50-year plan and then the 300-year prophecy for the future. But the one thing I learned is thoughts become reality. So it's very important that you're putting positive information in your head all the time. 
-hmm. and something I teach with my crew is if you have any type of negativity or people talking to you or trying to spread their negativity cancer, mm -hmm. you look at them, you look forward, and you keep moving because they're trying to spread that cancer to you. And when if you take on that cancer, then you're going to be spreading these feelings of cancer to everyone around you. Mm -hmm. yeah. and then Do not engage. Right. Do not engage with people who Do are not trying. Engage. Yes, Do exactly. Not. Let's. Uh, I want to put this in perspective real quick. So, so you've got the hundred reasons, okay? And for the record, just so people know, this can be less than a hundred. What if you if you have ninety five? Is that okay? Or eighty five? It's the constant work. Okay. So you could keep adding to it. You could start with three and then build. Yeah, I've I have multiple hundred reasons because you can use it for anything. Right. And say. I, I like to eat food. So That's there might at. be some foods that I'm not, that I'm eating that I shouldn't be eating as much as I should. Oh, that's so, what the show is all about, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. So I've got 20, uh, I, I've got like a 20 reason one for, you know, eliminating sugar. Mm -hmm. But like once you start mastering it, you, you just become a different person. Yeah, absolutely. My only thought to that is I think about when I was down where I was much more depressed or struggling to get off opioids, you know, in some of the more painful times, it seems more difficult to come up with reasons that are positive, you know? So I'm just trying to look at it from that, that angle when it's the most difficult and give people, if anyone's hearing this now, a little bit of, Hey, you know, give yourself a little time, start with one reason and build from there. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It get, usually for me, about 20 reasons is easy. And mm -hmm. then the rest is harder, harder, mm -hmm. but it's very important when you're spending effort and time thinking about it, you could be digging a shovel and thinking about reasons that are bad or a, a time in your life that has caught, like you went to jail. That's a great, I, that's a great reason. You went to jail health. There's just so many different reasons that you can pick. But mm -hmm. the more you think and the harder you have to think, you're mm -hmm. building these, these little connectors in your brain for making decisions mm -hmm. because we don't have them there. Ours is you've had hundreds of times that you got pleasure from drugs. Those mm -hmm. are connectors that you're trying to, you're trying to make those little neural connectors that because you're using drugs are like super highways. I think if you've read that book, I, I have created some of the programs from the Anthony Robbins uh, programs. Mm. So you're basically creating these neural connector super highways for positivity and health. And mm -hmm. you don't want to lose your kids. You're just, mm -hmm. you're valuing these, what you want in your life that you don't want to lose. Right. And then you're, then you're linking pain to the drugs and alcohol, which is absolutely important mm -hmm. because if you're white knuckling it and using 5% of your brain power to not use drugs, not gonna happen. that 5% is going to get clobbered by the, not, the most powerful part of your programmed brain. Mm -hmm. uh, I completely agree with that. I think that's fascinating. If anybody is hearing this now and you have questions, please email us firstdaypod at protonmail.com. Uh, Kevin, is there a way that people can contact you if they want to contact you or? They just can, uh, if they can't, you can just contact the website. You can call directly off the website. Oh, yeah. Boober tours guys, by the way. So let's make that a little more clear. Kevin, the reason I know Kevin mainly is 
because I live in Ann Arbor and he's founded the pedicab company known as Boober Tours, which by the way, has nothing to do with Uber. Some people think it's like a joke on Uber, but it's not, right? <laughs> it has yeah, it actually Boober means best boyfriend in the world. Yeah. Someone who, someone who go to the extra mile to take care of his girlfriend. But I also, every, the way I take care of my girlfriend is how I take care of everyone. So I thought it fit my personality perfect to name it Boober. And then also Boober Fraggle from the 1980s puppet show yes. was, the was the first, is a seafoam green, which is the same color as my uh, first pedicab. Awesome. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, that's cool. So, yeah, so that's how... I've also met Kevin through some other experiences, but yeah, that's how the people here in Ann Arbor know Kevin. It's become a very popular, I mean, I've seen Boober tour pedicabs all over town and uh, I'm really happy for you, man. You really put the mm -hmm. effort into it. I mean, you've taken all of these examples and you talk about things honestly, but you also say with confidence what you mean while not being arrogant about it at all. You, you, you make it clear that, you know, I didn't know anything but then I learned and I built and it, that is how you really create true positive change. I think by being honest, but not arrogant or cocky, being humble, but being willing to continually bring in new information. Oh, for sure. Uh, like Anthony Robbins calls it Kaizen. It's a Japanese term in translation. It means constant, never constant and never ending improvement. And that's what I live by. I have to, I have to improve myself every single day. Mm -hmm. And that's, so that's something that I live by. It's all, it's all over my shop. I have pictures of things, of goals. One of the goals I have is just because I, I want to prove that you can make anything happen. So I've made this goal. Some people say don't set your goals high. Right. I believe set your goals so high that you don't even think they're possible. Yeah. But also that if you're working at them every single day, if you get a quarter of the way, a half of the way, mm -hmm. this, you're going to be super, super successful and never be upset if you didn't get your goal. Yes. You're, on, you're on your way to open doors. Yeah. If you got halfway to setting a self-governing society, but you opened up hundreds of different doors for helping people, yeah. it's just you were directed to get there. And sometimes your life doesn't turn off the way. My original goal was to open up, open up a private prison. Now mm -hmm. my goal is open up a chain of wellness centers and sober livings that focus on my program where everybody's about trying to make money. My sober living, it's not about spending $30,000 to get sober. It's you come pay your rent. You stay sober. You're in a sober community through the programs that we've de developed. Oh, that's so awesome. I, I want to save people money. I don't think people should have to pay $30,000 for their child multiple times to get sober. Mm -hmm. So where we got the book coming out, I got many success stories for people who work for me. And then we're trying to spread it. We're releasing a, a free magazine. I'm raising money for a free magazine called the universal voice. And it's a positive uh, magazine. It's brings the community together and only focuses on positivity. But the first magazine is going to be printed five to six weeks. And it's going to be showcasing the book that we've wrote called rising out of depression and going up the Royal road. And we're going to be distributing it to jails 
grocery stores, coffee shops, any, anything that where you can get a free magazine, we <laughs> want to get this information out for free. Oh my God, that's amazing. And did you just say that that's going to be out in five to six weeks from now? Five, it's going to be out five to six weeks because awesome. I'm, it's, it's, a, it's kind of like a sponsorship magazine, mm-hmm. which I just got another church today. I got, an, I got a couple of churches. I got Families Against, Narco- against, against Narcotics. Mm-hmm. I just, I did another podcast the other day that it was, they're, they're supporting with naloxone. So I'm going to, my whole crew is going to have some naloxone on all the cabs. And then also they're going to be advertising. So it's going to help pay for the publishing of the magazine to get it out for free. And then also I'll be marketing the app for the, for Boober Tours app to have as many type of advertising spots as possible to get the word out because eventually this app is going to spread from city to city to state to state to hopefully all over the world where it's spreading this whole thing is about spreading positivity through the all the programs and information that I've researched and studied to get people to actually change without even knowing it Mm -hmm. so that's my my strategy for you know, it's a 50-year plan, plan for bringing the community back and a self-governing society. It's so beautiful. I love all those things you're saying. By the way, you can go to boobertours.com to find out more about Kevin and the pedicab business. And I'm sure from there, you can find out more about the, the book and the magazine that'll be coming out. These are all things that are going to benefit the community of Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti, Washtenaw County, and hopefully from there just keeps on going. I, I would love to see that. But I do want to comment on what you said about sober living. Uh, there was a real tendency, sober living homes, for those who may not know, if you're not in that world at all, there, you know, there's apartments, there's houses where people will rent out places where, for people who try to get sober, who are just coming off drugs or alcohol and addiction, they come in, they pay a rent. I stayed at a sober living house once. I lived in an apartment. It was like $600 a month. Um, I had to have my mom pay it because I couldn't afford it at the time. And they also were very, they weren't very honest. And it seemed like it was kind of about making money more than helping people because they weren't forgiving. And I know, Kevin, you're big on forgiveness. There has to be more forgiveness when people are in addiction and they relapse. You shouldn't kick someone out and make them hit the streets. That's not really how it should be done. You should sit them down, talk to them, bring love and support, connect them, and try to build off of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's where all the programs come in is they'll be working on themselves as they're in the sober living and there's going to be accountability. And then it's a Buddhist sober living. So everyone will be meditating together, getting together. Everybody will be, you know, encouraging each other. This is, this is the vision I have. It will start small. And then I just believe that once you start to raise your vibration to a new reality, you, mm-hmm. the negatives of all your life disappear. Yes. So yeah. that's crazy. Well, that's- it's like what they say about um, developing a gratitude way. And once you start like becoming, they say, if you start saying three things, and I've been starting to do that about the last month, three things every day that you're grateful for, but you can't repeat the same things. Oh yeah. That's Dr. Daniel G. Amen. Is that where that comes from? Yeah. Yeah. That's, and it is, 
I thought it was going to be super hard, but it, all it is, is it's kind of like that when you're going to go and, you know, you, you go and buy something and you think it's like the, you know, I've never seen this before. And then once you buy it, you see it everywhere. Or once you, you know, you keep seeing the things that you focus on. And so it's the same thing with gratitude that like, when you do that, the more you find to be grateful for. And so I feel like it's going to be the same thing with you with the hundred ways or the hundred reasons is that the first 15 or 20 would be relatively easy. But then the rest of them, even though you say that they're going to be hard, you're starting to make that, that you look at things differently. So I actually wrote, I've started the hundred and it is, it's difficult, but it's funny the things that are popping up now that I never would have thought were going to be like a benefit to stop. Cause I have, I don't really have, I don't have an eating disorder, but I do have an eating, a bad relationship with food. Um, so I need to start like getting a handle on it and your, your hundred reasons came at the perfect time. And so thank you. And, um, it's just funny how, yeah, the more that you get onto it, the, the deeper you go. So when you're working on the hundred reasons you're mm-hmm. improving yourself mm-hmm. and what I've learned through my research and study mm-hmm. is a lot of people think that the people who are in and out of jail, addicted to drugs and alcohol, people who suffer from mental disorders, that they're the problems of society. But Mm -hmm. I have actually learned that they aren't the problem of society. Everyone Mm -hmm. as a whole is the problems of society. And it's actually those people, we are bearing the symptoms of society as a whole that having a problem. So when I've set these commitments to help as many people as possible, I realize the most important person, even if people don't think they have a problem, Mm -hmm. someone else is suffering your problem. So. Mm Through when you self-improve, because there's always something that we can work on to become mm-hmm. a better person, mm-hmm. you are actually raising your vibration to a new reality. And when, when you are raising your vibration, because you are the center of your reality, mm-hmm. you're actually helping all the people around you. A lot of times people are trying to help people outwardly. Mm-hmm. You're actually hurting, hurting them by helping them outwardly and you're hurting yourself because you're taking your natural resources to help them. If you were to spend more time on yourself and raising your vibration, you will, it will be amazing the changes that happen in your life and all the people around you. Oh, I believe that. If I see something, some people struggling around me, I have to be like, what do I need to improve? Why is this happening bad in my life? How do I help myself to help that person? Can can you explain outwardly versus inwardly more like, uh, like, how do you define that exactly? Helping someone like outwardly you, and inwardly. If you were to pay some $30,000 for someone's month of rehab. Yeah. But if you were to look within yourself and say, what do I need to do? What resentments am I holding on to? Mm-hmm. Who do I, what do I need to let go of? You're actually going to become a better person and your family members are going to become better people. It's all you, you're, it's the way we understand life that we were taught is not what I have found to believe that we actually tune our reality to where we want to live. If we want, if we're focusing on negative, we're going to live in the negative reality. But if we want to live in the positive reality, we focus within for our inward healing ripple. And when you, if you, when you hone that skill of your inward healing ripple, you're, you have this outward healing ripple that's healing everyone around you. 
So with the book, eventually videos, I want everyone to start working on themselves. And when they're working on themselves, that's when we get true change in this world. Okay. That's the way I, that's the way I've understood it. And we've all, a lot of times we're trying to focus on something outside of ourselves, but that's actually going to create more problems. Well, cause that's what they say, right? That when you see, when you, when, when somebody affects you with what you don't like, like you say, Oh, you have no patience. It's because you see that you don't have patience, but it's easier for you to fight that person on their issues. Um, but if you, if you have all the patients in the world and you don't fight that internally, you won't, you won't even, that won't bother you when you see it in other people, you'll maybe feel bad that they feel that way, but you won't be, I hate using the word triggered because everybody uses that so much, but it won't cause a a visceral um, reaction inside of you. That's so, I love this episode already. Instant forgiveness. Mm. After you forget, after you learn to forgive, then you can practice instant forgiveness. And when you practice, when you're able to practice instant forgiveness, mm. you don't live in a negative reality because you're not resenting. It's, if, it's amazing. Once you start to learn how to forgive. Kevin, I, if, I, somebody's lis- if somebody's listening to this right now and they're getting, cause I know I am, um, they're getting fascinated by this whole Buddhism thing that you've you started when you were 15, you didn't even realize it was Buddhism. If I wanted to get into it and I wanted to start learning, do you have suggestions of kind of where to start or, or how to start? For Buddhism? Well, just to the ways. How do you, oh, the how, ways? Do you how do you start nope. that kind of path? You can contact you can contact me, Boober Tours, mm-hmm. and we'll sit down with people. My girlfriend is actually a licensed psychologist so Mm -hmm. she's able to do the royal road which we call the therapy to book for uh you can book insurance but eventually we don't even want therapy we Mm. just want everyone to do the program and then they they don't even need to pay for it yeah but if if you're interested in doing the ways we can Mm -hmm. sit down with you Mm -hmm. if people don't have insurance i'll Mm -hmm. personally work with them for free and then wow. anybody who comes works for me, we do the Royal Road. Wow. We, do, we do the 100 Reasons, we do the Royal Road. And uh, we're working on trying to get it. We have, she has satellite offices through churches around the state of Michigan, but we're eventually trying to get our own place. Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. We're, there's a, lots of stuff that I'm working on. It's just, <laughs> all, I, can't say, I can't say everything all in one yeah. Oh, oh, it's very clear, man. I mean, you have so many ideas and goals, man. You are a very interesting person. It's yeah. because you put the work in, though. That mm-hmm. means something. Well, hundred hours a week or more. Wow. Oh my goodness, a hundred hours a week. That is pure dedication. And you know, you don't have to put in a hundred hours a week necessarily to to get true change. I'm not saying for your program specifically, maybe you do need to put that much time in, but I'm just saying, if you're a person who's struggling right now, you feel unsatisfied, you feel sad, depressed, lonely, there are ways to connect. And everything that Kevin has described leads me to this meditation thought again, because I've tried to get into meditation recently and I've kind of struggled with it. I, I wonder kind of what Leanne was saying, how do you start meditating? Do you, do you think there's a way oh, where I could just dive in or? So there's two ways I meditate. 
I chant the Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, and I just do that to five minutes to an hour to two hours, and I break it up throughout the day because it's part of my how I raise my vibration. When I'm out in public, I don't really do the chanting. I do it sometimes on my bike, but I do heavy breathing exercises to get more oxygen into the brain so I'm vibrating at a higher level. Hmm. And then what the heavy breathing does and what the meditation does it puts yourself in theta brain state. Mm-hmm. When you put yourself in theta brain state, which is what you are from zero to seven, you're being programmed. So when zero to seven, we're being programmed as we're in the imaginative state and we're being programmed as children. So when you're in the theta brain state, you're actually reprogramming yourself. And that's when I'm always reading my hundred reasons. That's when I'm always reading my goal list. And I'm, con- I'm just constantly reading it in this programmable state. That's another thing to, that I add is when you're meditating, you're mm-hmm. also reading your goals. And as every day, you're starting to add more to your goals. It's like you're, you're writing a, moody, a movie script for your life. And as you keep on reading it, you're, you're attracting all this stuff into your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, do you- and it's amazing when you're doing, when you do it, you set these goals mm-hmm. and you're doing it properly, your goals come quicker mm, than you could that. ever dream of. My, I'm, I'm at, my original one, I set these goals, I'm at four years into the goals, but I'm actually had these goals 12 years into the future. Is where, oh, wow. where I'm at now, I've actually, it's like I've compressed the time wow. and I've cut eight years off of the, of the goals. Wow. So, and it's and it's, just, it's just amazing. That's so incredible. Let, and think, do, go ahead, Mike. Go, oh, go ahead. Go. Do you I in in your um, brochure that you have for the hundred ways, you talked um, about getting into the theta that you there's binaural beats. Do you use those at all? I'm, I use them I've a little them bit for when I'm really trying to focus or when I'm trying to sleep. But I'm curious what you think about them. I've used them in the past. The guy I've used the, used the most is his name's I God mind. Okay. And it's just a bunch of subliminal messaging of positive things that you don't hear it, but you're mm-hmm. playing it before you go to sleep. And mm-hmm. you're also in theta brain state, right? When you go to sleep five minutes after you go to sleep, mm-hmm. that's why the, that's why the, the binaural beats and the subliminal messaging works mm. is because you are also in that theta brain state five minutes after you go to sleep and then also five minutes before you wake up. Mm. Yeah. I, I would encourage anybody who doesn't know much about the theta brain state to check it out more. You know, just Google it even look around. There's some really interesting stuff about absorbing information and getting to another level in your subconscious and then accessing information that you previously were not exposed to. So I think that's very important. And you know, as we start to wrap up the show here, I'm thinking I have to do this because I think about all things in a lot of different ways. And I think I already know the answer to this, but what would you say to somebody who comes to you and says, you know, I listen to this podcast and you, know, you sound great and everything, but you know, it sounds kind of cheesy, man. It sounds like you're just caught up in yourself and you know, not everything could be positive all the time, man. There's just dark days. There's sad days. There's bummer days. So how do you, would you engage that person or would you just move forward? I would, I can direct the questions. You ask positive questions to people if they're in a negative mindset because they're in that negative reality. 
Yeah. And they're trying they're trying to bring you down. So it's just simple questions that I I'm during my pedicab business, I always put people in positive mind states. So I'm like, ask them what's the favorite thing they did in the summer or lead to something positive. And if they're super depressed, you say, what are you looking forward to? Mm. That's how I, I'll pull them out of the negative mindset that they're in. Uh, but a lot of people are there. You have to, they have to get, they have to hear. They're at the more at the point from hearing this podcast. If they're still negative, they may need to see more positive podcasts before they change. Mm -hmm. Because before I forgave, that's when, uh, before I forgave, it took me a while and up and down to forgive until I learned that it actually works. Mm -hmm. And I publish a lot. I have a Facebook rising out of depression and going up the Royal road. And I get a lot of people sharing my forgiveness post. And I see some people have negative posts, how they could never forgive. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I was there too. I could never forgive. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody has their own perception of reality and where they're at in their life at that point. The seed was planted. The forgiveness mm -hmm. seed was planted because I remember in 2007 when it was planted for me. And so this is a seed for them. They're, they may not be ready to let go of their resentment quite yet. I've heard the, and it's funny, you hear quotes and they don't really register, but the one that keeps popping up to me for me today when I'm listening to you is that, um, and I'm going to get it wrong, but it, it's basically if, you, if you're holding resentment for somebody, it's like um, you taking poison, you taking the poison and hoping that they'll die from it or something like yeah. that. I'm really butchering it. But it's so, basically like you're so upset, but you're the only one that you're hurting. Even if you think that like by holding that resentment, you're hurting them or making them feel equal. And just the the clarity, how you speak, it's, it's, I think we need to get like, we need to get you like on a, vi well, we need to share a video of you because when you just see you speak, I'm hoping that it's gonna come across in the audio you have such peace when you're speaking about this. It's not like you're trying to be peaceful and Zen and then you're going to walk out and like yell at your girlfriend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you just, it's so, oh, it's just inspiring. So what you're talking about, I had actually one of the quotes in the book that we wrote on forgiveness mm -hmm. is holding on to resentment is like holding on to a piece of burning coal. Mm. You, think, you think that it's actually hurting them, mm. but it's not. It's mm -hmm. actually hurting you and burning your hand. Yes. But when you actually forgive, mm -hmm. that's finally when you let go of that resentment connection, mm -hmm. then it allows them to receive their karma so they can change their life. When you hold on to mm -hmm. the resentment, you're just holding on to and not even affecting them. They're, they, they're continuing to go on with their life and doing the same thing and causing all these problems, but they're not getting their karma yet. So it's wow. important for you to, for, to help them is to forgive them so they can go through their human revolution. I love that. Well, I tell you what, this has been one of the best conversations we've had. Last week was fantastic with Danielle, but this was equally fantastic in a completely different way because yeah. we're learning more and more. The reason we do the show is to connect. That's why we're here. We're genuine when we say that. And Kevin, it's been a real pleasure having you on. Uh, 
Thank you. Like you said, you're available at boobertours.com. And if you're in Ann Arbor or Ipsy area, maybe uh, people will see you around town. I'm sure that you would say hello to them, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> I've seen you in a lot of different outfits uh, <laughs> over the last yeah, couple of years. Yeah, we try to entertain out there. Even if you don't ride, we want to we wanna put smiles on as many people's faces as possible. That's really, the smile is what spreads. Yeah, yes. it's totally legit, too. Yeah, the it, smile I mean, yields. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It really does. And that connection, and like you said, this vibration and the connects with other people. I, I, can, I can really see that now. And I'm going to look more into this and try to focus on this. And I hope that we can continue to stay in touch. I really enjoyed this. I want you guys to write in. If you heard something you like about what Kevin had to say, please, First Day Pod at protonmail.com. And you can hit us up on Instagram, First Day Pod, Twitter, First Day Pod. That's where we are on the World Wide Web. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much, Kevin. Yeah, thank, thank you for you. contacting me. Thank you. And Kevin, can you please keep us up to date when the the um, the magazine comes out, when your book comes out, when all of it comes out, so we can keep everybody up to date with how they can find your new things that you're coming out with? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, we'll stay in touch because we like to create our own little community with our podcast. Like on Instagram, we, we highlight the uh, talents and things mm -hmm. that other people in our Instagram community are doing. So we, we want to share that stuff. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your time, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Have a wonderful day. Bye.